You're listening to the Fable 411 podcast, produced by the City of Fable, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments to help keep our city moving. Thanks for joining us for this podcast of the Fable 411. I'm Gavin McRoberts. And I'm Maine Johnson, filling in for Miss Sherry Crop. Today's episode, we have Mr. Jamie Everett, public educator for the Fayetteville Fire Department, who's here to share some safety tips. Now, Jamie, Halloween is really unique this year with the COVID-19 pandemic. What is this, What are you guys recommending um, for people who are going out to celebrate Halloween this year? Well, uh, that's exactly right. Halloween looks totally different. Uh, a little bit more scary than normal, if you can believe that. But uh, we're just suggesting to continue to follow the CDC guidelines. Obviously, here in North Carolina, outside gatherings are limited to 50 people. And you just really want to limit your exposures. Um, I don't know how safe passing candy from one person to another is right now or candied apples or any of the normal Halloween activities. So we're just we're just encouraging you to uh, maybe refrain from the normal activities. Uh, take a night, spend it with your children, your loved ones, uh, in the safety of your home. Maybe watch a good Halloween movie and maybe have some popcorn and things at home. But we're just encouraging you to stay safe, uh, maybe abstain from the things that we normally do, although it is a little... Uh, sad that we can't participate in the person-to-person contact and the great time of Halloween that we always have. Just be safe, you know, and enjoy uh, your family in your home. I know in my family, you know, we have to evaluate the the, the risks. And uh, in my household, we have a, a nine-year-old who loves trick-or-treating and loves Halloween. Um, but we also have uh, my in-laws, and they got a 90, my 95-year-old uh, grandmother-in-law lives with them and we come in close contact with her every week and and the last thing I would ever want is to ever get her sick because she's extremely high risk uh, if she were to catch it so for our family what we're doing this year is we're going to do kind of like a scavenger hunt around the property and the amount of money I probably would have spent on candy to give away to the neighborhood um, I'm going to instead just do little goodie bags and and little surprises and make you know make that special memory for my son um, as special as I can, um, at the same time while helping to protect my family. Uh, I think that's what we're doing. I mean, Maine, you got some kids. What are you going to be doing this Halloween? I'm not exactly sure. Mine are getting to that age where they're a little bit too old to trick-or-treat, so we're trying to figure out a, a healthy alternative that they can partake in that allow them to engage in, and celebrate the holiday, um, but not at the same time um, overindulge in, in sweet substances. So we're trying to figure it out along with the fact that we're dealing with the pandemic right now. Um, haven't decided yet, but I might steal your scavenger hunt idea. I, I think it's what, well, you know what you could do is just invest in a lot of toilet paper and TP your own house and then you're prepared uh, going forward. And you know what? After after it's TP'd, I can take it off and, and sell it. That's right. I mean, it's a valuable <laughs> it's a commodity. Investment. So what about you, Jamie? I know you got uh, two kids of your own. I do, and uh, the the ages are separated by six years. So I do have a young three year old and uh, a rambunctious nine year old. So obviously, it looks different for my nine year old. He actually enjoys the portion of handing out candy more than uh, actually trick or treating. So uh, unfortunately, this year we won't be participating in handing out any candy. But hopefully, he can uh, you know spend some time with his brother. Like I said, maybe. Uh, we'll watch a family movie, have a dinner of their choosing that night. Just like you said, Gavin, make it a, a special memory for them. Although it's different, it can still be very enjoyable. So we're just going to make the best of it. Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing those tips uh, from uh, 
I know the state guidelines for uh, protecting yourself from COVID-19. I know that you guys normally put out safety tips every year for Halloween safety with costumes. Uh, if you want to, if you could share some of those tips as well. Well, just, you know, in the event that you still choose to trick or treat or something, we want you to be visible. So you still need to be visible so people can see you. Um, still maintain your distance. You know, we don't want to spread any germs. And while you're out and about, unfortunately, this year, you won't see the Fayetteville Fire Department. Uh, Halloween is normally a big time for us. We normally participate in all of the trick or treating uh, events at our fire stations. We participate in trunk or treats at local churches and organizations. But this year, you won't see us. We don't want to uh, have the chance of spreading any germs. We come in contact with so many people uh, along the 30,000 calls that we respond to a year. Uh, it's kind of hard to know exactly what we may come in contact with, and we just don't want to spread that throughout the community. So it's going to look different on our end. But hey, be visible, you know, be seen, but be safe. That's the main thing is to be safe, Main, maintain a good distance. Yeah, leave it to a firefighter to reinforce the safety message. That's right. That's what we're here for. And, Jamie, you bring up a good point. I mean, we were talking about Halloween, but uh, fall is here and winter is just around the corner. Uh, what are some of the biggest causes of fire during this time of year? Not only now, but anytime. It's obviously unattended cooking, man. Uh, we have lots of distractions in our everyday life. And let's go ahead and add COVID to the list of distractions, right? We're always thinking about, you know, what can we do? But unattended cooking, you know, kids, family members are over. We're closing in on Thanksgiving, uh, other holidays, and we'll be preparing lots of meals. But anytime you're in the kitchen, we want to take time to encourage you to stand by your pan. Uh, it's kind of cliche, but it works. You know, if you can uh, pay attention while you're there cooking and just maintain a safe distance in the kitchen, it'll help you avoid any type of uh, accidental fire. Uh, you know, unattended cooking roughly uh is about half of all fires in the home. So if you think, if, if you pay a little closer attention, you could drastically cut down on the chance of fire in your home. I, and I, speaking from personal experience, it's easy to do. Um, I'm one of those type of guy who probably says to himself, this will never happen to me. But I, I remember when I was very young, I started boiling an egg and I got distracted. I some, Somebody called and I went to a neighbor's house and I totally forgot about that egg and came back an hour later and all was left is this charred black crisp of a shell of an eggshell because I boiled all the water down and started burning up the egg. And I mean, that can happen. I, that was a, a eye-opening experience to me that if it could happen to me, it could happen to anybody. So I, 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 it sounds like you see that a lot in our community. Oh, very much so. Unfortunately, this year we've already had five fire-related fatalities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of those could have been avoided if uh, we had been, you know, been able to pay more attention in the home. Um, and along with the cooking portion, you know, it's important that we pay attention. But if we have to step away, we need something in our home to remind us, and that's smoke alarms. Uh, many of our homes here in Fayetteville, we've entered, we've installed smoke alarms to make sure they're working correctly in the event you do have a fire. But it's your job to test your smoke alarms at your house. So just be reminded, you know, today, test your smoke alarms to make sure they're working correctly. It is a busy time of the year, so just be prepared for whatever um, may take place. And I know smoke alarms have changed a lot in, over the last couple of years. I remember growing up, they always told you, like, when daylight savings is coming up to change out the batteries. But some of these smoke alarms, they have, like, eight, nine-year batteries installed. Well, uh, here in the city, you know, the fire department does install free smoke alarms for any citizen who may need them. The ones that we install, Gavin, they do have a 10-year sealed lithium-ion battery. So you're not changing your battery any. Uh, when the life of the unit is up, you dispose of it and install a new one. So, yes, they have changed, but it's still very important to test that alarm 
every month. You know, it's man-made, so it does have, uh, you know, the vulnerability to, to malfunction. Okay, now that sounds like a really good service that you guys provide. I mean, I didn't know that, um, and I, I'm pretty sure a large portion of the residents in the community didn't know that. If they wanted to take advantage of that and have you guys come out to do an installation, what's the best way to contact you guys? The best way to contact us is by phone at 910-433-1413, and we can uh, hopefully set up the same day for somebody to come out and install these working alarms in your house. We don't just install one. We install uh, whatever suits the need of your home and how many people are living there because we want to keep you safe. Like I said, most days we like to do it the same day uh, so you won't go to bed that night without working smoke alarms in your home. And I just had a quick question in regards to the, the fire safety, kitchen safety. One of the things that people often think about when they think of fire safety, they think it only happens when you have uh, gas operating ovens with you know open flame. Do you see that you have that across the board with the induction ovens and also the, the electric ovens across the board? It doesn't matter what the source is, correct? That's right. So uh, with fire, you need heat, right? And and most of the time, we live in a fast-paced world where we like to cook as fast as possible and as hot as possible. So you see a lot of people cooking on high, not medium-low, not medium. They cook on high. Uh, the only time you should be using high is if you're trying to boil water, right? But uh, cooking at a good temperature. So if you're cooking at high on any type of appliance, gas, normal, uh, a normal stovetop, a slick top, you know, if you have that boil over, you have the correct heat and fuel and oxygen, you have a fire. And uh, these fires grow very rapidly, and uh, they become... Uh, much more than you can handle many times with a small kitchen fire extinguisher. So yeah, that's exactly right. There's no prejudice when it comes to what type of stove. Just be safe and cook at a lower temperature. And I, I guess I kind of, uh, in a worst case scenario, let's say uh, a fire does, a small fire does start in my kitchen. What can I do as a homeowner to protect myself? Try to put, should I just try to put it out the best I can and then get out or should I just go ahead and get out? Well, the best thing to do is to re remove one portion of the fire triangle. So if you can remove heat, if you can safely turn your stove off, that's going to remove the heat. If you can safely take a lid and slide over the top of the pot uh, to remove the oxygen to smother the fire, that's an, an, uh, that's an option. If you can safely remove the pot from the uh, wick to another one with a gloved hand, that's an option. But the best thing to do is to just practice uh, the best to make sure that these things don't happen in your home. You know, just make sure that the pot's not too full of grease or oil. And uh, in the event that something does happen and you have a small fire extinguisher, you know, at any time you feel like this fire is too much, you know, call 911. The fire department's there within five minutes here in the city. We're going to be at your house from the time you call. So, uh, you know, just, just use good precautions and make good decisions. So what are some of the uh, common habits uh, of unintended cooking that you see when you when you roll up on some of these scenes? A lot of times people have fallen asleep. So we don't live in an eight to five world any longer, right? So we have lots of people who work uh, second shift. So when they come home, they make, you know, put a, a pot of grease on to cook French fries or something, and they doze off and fall asleep. And, you know, much like your egg story, uh, they burn to a crisp and then they overboil and cause a fire. Um, and also a lot of times it's, you know, just getting busy. We live in a fast-paced world. We're trying to uh, 
have school at home with our kids. We're trying to get the kids ready uh, for you know nighttime to do all their last minute preparations to go to bed or whatever. And you know it just takes our attention away from the kitchen. So just being distracted, honestly, uh, that and falling asleep is a large uh, factor into cooking fires. So just making sure, you guys do the installation of the uh, smoke detectors, but also what about carbon monoxide? That's a great question, Maine. Earlier you mes- mentioned uh, gas appliances. So with carbon monoxide alarms, if you uh, have gas appliances in your home, a natural wood-burning fireplace, a garage that's actually attached to your home, you do need a carbon monoxide alarm. And here in Fayetteville, we install those as well. So we'll come out, install them free of charge, and just to make sure you have a safe environment because, see, carbon monoxide uh, is known as a silent killer. So it's odorless, has no taste. You know, there's really no way to detect it without an alarm. And I know we only got about a minute left uh, before we get to wrap things up, but I just have one last question for you. So we talked about kitchen fires. Is there anything else you want to give, like maybe uh, tips on or advice on for fall, like uh, having your heater inspected or checked out? Sure. So, uh, you know, it's going to get cool soon, so you need to have a heater that's uh, safe if it needs a fall or trip hazard if it falls over. You also need to make sure that you have these heaters plugged directly into a wall outlet, not using any type of electrical extension cord or anything of that nature. And just keep in mind that, you know, you need three foot at least of clearance around these items. I know we may get cold. The kids may get cold. Grandma might get cold. But we don't want them wrapped up in blankets right on top of a heater unfortunately fires do occur um, at you know in our homes and it's important to stay warm but just you know be careful doing so well that wraps it up for this episode of Fayetteville 411 411 I'm sorry I would like to thank Mr. Jamie Everett of the Fayetteville Fire Department the public educator for coming and sharing some safety tips and educating me on some of the the services that you guys provide yeah, thanks, Jamie. I, I think we had a really good show here today. I really felt like a lot of good tips went out and a good conversation about what's going on and just uh, some of the conversations we're sharing about our families are having. I imagine other people are having similar conversations as well at home, so I think this really helps out. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Stay safe. Thanks again. Now, if you want to hear more content such like this in the future, be sure to subscribe to Radio Fable, the City of Fable's podcast channel, as we provide shows like this and other timely and informative updates every week. You can subscribe to Radio Fable on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app, available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can also view all the video content by visiting FayTV.net. To get more information about city services, go to our website, FayettevilleNC.gov. Thank you for joining us.